everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Vinny Guns Podcast. Taking a look at this summer Game Fest 2021 with one Mr. Jeff Keeley. Joining me is Toby Anderson. Evening. How's it going? Uh, good. Good, good, good. I'm going to say I'm saying I'm in a good mood, although some things we'll have to discuss. I was not in a good mood. Sure. I am right there with you. And Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. How's it going, buddy? Living the dream. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Um, I'm Roscoe, by the way. I didn't introduce myself. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm just about awake. And uh, yeah, things are good. So we're going to go through what we thought of the Summer Game Fest and some of the highlights that we did. There was a lot, so we may not go through every single thing. But yeah, what do we think so far? To be honest, what was your overall impression of this year's Summer Game Fest? Uh, well, it's not starting well if I have to go with my overall impression. Um it was full of a lot of stuff that just kind of molded into one great big mush. I, I started not really working out whether these were different games. They all looked so similar. Um, I got very bored of this is a new skin in this and this is new content in this. And that whole middle section really just took all, sapped all the life out of me. Um, it started relatively well with two or three things. And then, yeah, overall, really, really went downhill until, until one final ray of hope at the end <laughs> oh yeah yeah you really are looking forward to Bat for blood aren't you um, yeah yeah that's the one that's the one uh sean what did you think of the show um yeah it, it started strong for me um and there were a few peaks throughout um but a lot of troughs unfortunately um and i, I don't think i'm i think i'm going to go probably against the grain on on most of the games that you guys were all hyped for because they didn't really do it for me but some of the things that other people were complaining about I quite enjoyed so um, I guess that's that's the nature of these shows they try to cater to everyone so everyone gets bored at least once or twice yeah and uh, and that's that's where we end up how about you did you do you enjoy yourself uh, no no oh no, I didn't okay no um, <laughs> I thought that was a terrible terrible showing and not even the enthusiasm of one Jeff Keeley could save it for me. Um, if anything, he was probably the anchor that was tearing it down. Um, it was just so overlong. There was stuff in there that really didn't need. I saw a, I saw a tweet that said this could have been a press release. And it really could have. And there was nothing in there that was, aside from maybe, you know, uh, the finale and a couple of things at the beginning. Um, like Toby said, the middle was just so drawn out. And yeah, there are little bits in there that are quite exciting. Um, and there's stuff in there that I want to play. But no, overall, as a cohesive, comprehensive television show or streaming show, it was bad. And I hope they get better from here on in. And I just so that's, our, that's our opening gambit. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll go, we'll go uh, from the top and the board. Uh, I've got a list of everything that was announced. So um, we won't do everything, obviously, because we just haven't got that kind of time. But uh yeah, after our conversation about Borderlands this week on the podcast, our main podcast, which you can download now, um, it's quite interesting that they opened with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, which was confirmed, and uh, we all went a bit, oh, uh, yay, except for Sean, who's very excited about it, I would assume. Yes, you, 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 you've assumed correctly. Yay. Um, there was a DLC for, I think it was Borderlands 2, which was all about basically um, the gang from Borderlands playing Dungeons & Dragons. And it was kind of like a meta game where you, you would be playing and then somebody would say something and the whole game would change because of that person's 
interruption of the game. I got that vibe. And that was the single best piece of DLC that Borderlands the entire series has ever had because it was hilarious. And it also um, was just like funny on its own without having to have the whole Borderlands crudeness to it. Mm. And I, I got that vibe from that trailer. Um, so, you know, and Tiny Tina's um, a colourful character that I know that grates on some people, but I'm quite looking forward to seeing what that game ends up being. Cool. A hell of a cast as well. Yeah. With um, Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes. We're on that. Yeah. It should be fun if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and then we got a tactical strategy version of Metal Slug. Uh, called Metal Slug Tactics. And the first thing I said under my breath was the fucking audacity to do such a thing to Metal Slug. Uh, Toby, did that, did that get your gears running? It sort of does and it sort of doesn't. The The look of it is great. I love the, the Metal Slug look um, and it certainly didn't seem to have completely ruined that in any way. Um, but at the same time, tactics games are very hit and miss for me. Um, you can have one that's, you know, a brilliant tactics game even a grid-based one can can be brilliant but then they can really turn me off and be extremely slow and you know not my type of thing um but they are often other people's types of thing you know it's it's a obviously a very very popular genre but yeah i mean it doesn't feel like metal slug necessarily metal slug's a very fast paced you know 2d shooter but um we've not had a long we've not had a new one for a long time so this is it's good that it's still alive yeah absolutely uh, Sean, did you like Metal Slug Tactics? I did. I felt like this was like the natural evolution of that IP because I don't think there's much you can do with that Metal Slug formula anymore because mm. everybody's doing it. You know, you look at this, is it the Mighty Goose or whatever it is that's just released recently? Oh, yeah. That looks like a better Metal Slug than Metal Slug ever was. <laughs> so why why trying to, you know, trying to break that mold? Just do something else. And, you know, it makes sense. It's got a really cool, color, colorful cast, great art style, and I think it would work well as a grid-based tactics game. Cool. Uh, now, I have to ask, um, Hideo Kojima popped up uh, almost immediately, um, as we suspected he would, um, to to discuss the Death Stranding Director's Cut, which is coming soon to PS5. Uh, what did you initially think was going to be announced? Because people on Twitter were going, wait a minute, that's a cardboard box. <laughs> uh, tips? Well, it looked like they were taking the piss out of Metal Gear Solid, didn't it? It did, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and that's fine. Tongue-in-cheek bit of Metal Gear Solid play. Um, you know, it's, it's Hideo Kojima. can take a piss out of himself if he wants to. Um, but, yeah, we had a number of ideas, didn't we, going, going on. Um, could have been extra Metal Gear Solid content for Metal uh, for uh, Death Stranding, rather. Um, it could have been VR missions. It could have been, you know, any number of things. But we kind of already had the rumour that there was extra story content coming. Um you know, a few months back, didn't we? So the the fact that it's called Director's Cut is new. I mean, he's already, you know, one of the longest cutscene creators there is in the world. So the fact that you could have an even longer cut, it's like Snyder, it's like Jack uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, I don't need a longer cut of what's already a very, very long cutscene heavy game. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> fine. Um, but I quite liked it. I think it's a nice little tongue-in-cheek thing when you've got a bit of a have a look at Metal Gear Solid. If only it was an actual Metal Gear Solid. Eh? Indeed. Uh, Sean, did you like that uh, little nod to Metal Gear? I liked the nod. I'm very confused about why they called it Director's Cut. I am too. That is weird. 
What, so what was the first thing of this? Is yeah, was he not thing? in charge of the first one? <laughs> <laughs> written by, you know, it was written by, created and directed by Hideo Kojima. And then he's decided that actually he didn't do a good enough job the first time around. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, OK, whatever. Yeah. Very he wants, I think he wants his Snyder Cut moment. Like he wants that that battle with the studio that never happened so that yeah. he can bring out an even longer, <laughs> crazier version. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's Death Stranding Director's Cut coming to PS5 and HBO Max, apparently. Uh, right then. Jurassic Park Evolution 2 uh, was announced by Mr. Jeff Goldblum himself doing a wonderful uh, world premiere. Toby didn't like this introduction. I thought it was really cool because Goldblum's a genius. But, um, Sean, I know you're a big fan of the first one. So um, are you going to jump into Evolution 2? Absolutely. Um, I think that the that this is, again is a, like the natural evolution of that franchise. There was there was things that just didn't get done in the first one, especially like um, the water animals. So sorry, dinosaurs, animals. Um, but again, that that's, that game, the first game was nigh on perfect. It was like the best possible way you could have done a Jurassic World style game uh, as a park builder. It basically bottled chaos and asked you to hold onto it and. Uh, I hope they they keep hold of that formula and don't lose it for the second game. But yeah, I'm I'm up for a sequel. Nice one, uh, Toby. Did you play Jurassic World Evolution? Nope. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I'll do a Greg and say nope, no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got uh, Lost Ark, which is a very popular RPG um, being published by Amazon Games, coming to consoles. Uh, what do we know about Lost Ark? Not much. Me, it's very personally. popular in Korea. That's all I know about it. Cool. So it's got a Western release then, I guess, is the, the focus for this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's great. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun uh, for those who are into that particular genre. I'm sure people were very much looking forward to it. Um, and then we got a look at Call of Duty Cold War Season 4 with a lot of Call of Duty talk. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds appeared uh, to talk uh, Free Guy, his, uh, his movie coming in August where he plays a video game NPC. Looks like a lot of fun. And Jodie Comer's in it, so I'm going to watch it anyway. Uh, then we've got a look at Among Us. Uh, it's going to get a hide-and-seek mode coming very soon. And the man himself, Mr. Shuei Yoshida, appeared to talk uh, some PlayStation indies, uh, namely uh, Shikari, which I know uh, one of our team is currently playing and very much enjoying it, and uh, Salt and Sacrifice, which is coming in 2022. Um, and I wrote down, see, Sony do care about indies with two of them, I think was great um did either of these uh get get you excited Toby? um i like the look of shikari but i just don't think it's my kind of game um and i like the music of shikari as well mm. the music sounds absolutely wonderful and it's lena rain who did the music for celeste um so i'll be i'll probably be listening to that soundtrack an enormous amount but probably will never actually play the game yeah <laughs> um salt and sacrifice not my kind of thing. I, I really don't like that art, the art style of like sort of paper, like, like you know when you, when you're a kid and you put paper together and you move the limbs with like like um, drawing pins. It, yeah. It's like it's like that. And I'm just like, well, animate it properly. <laughs> what, are you do, what are you doing? Um, I really don't. I don't like that style. It's something that we we see quite a lot on a few indie games, and I'm like, nah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Sean, are you excited for Salt and Sacrifice? Did you play Salt and Sanctuary? Uh, I didn't, um, and I'm not really excited for the second one because I've not played the first. Fair. Um, but it does have co-op, and um, I promise both of you that I will play it with you if either of you get it, um, knowing okay. that neither of you will get it and we won't play it ever again. 
Yay. <laughs> so that's the end of our coverage of Souls and Sacrifice. Um, and then we got a look at Soda Ash, another trailer for Soda Ash. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um, one of my highlights of the show for sure. Uh, Soda Ash, which is coming in 2021 to uh, PlayStation. Any thoughts on Soda Ash? Music again. Yeah. 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 I heard the music and thought, yeah, Toby's going to like this. Uh, it's Disaster Piece, who did the music for Fez and Hyperlight Drifter. Sweet. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Sean, sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Um... It looks a hell of a lot like um, Shadow of the Colossus, and that's a good thing. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's not too much of an emulation and that there is more to it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, a in the buy column right now. Mm-hmm. Or it's got a lot of you. Haven, it's got a lot of Haven to it as well. Sure, I call yeah. the sliding around and cell shaded stuff. But yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we got a look at Valorant. I say we got a look at Valorant. It was about five seconds. Um, but what did you take from uh, from that trailer, Toby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, th- this might have been, I mean, apart from Warzone and the Among Us stuff, this might have been the beginning of that middle section that just started to bore me to tears. Um, the um, <laughs> Valorant trailer, in quotation marks, was one shot of one robot who looked a bit damaged, and that was it. I mean, what I took from it was there's a robot involved in Valorant. <laughs> He's got neon bits on him. That's all I know. It's just like, what was the point? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was the point of that? There are, a- there are a number of other things in a minute that we would come to that were also, well, the fuck was the point? <laughs> um, yeah, well, we've got um, Escape from Tarkov, uh, which is coming out in 2022. Um, a looks like a war-based shooter. Looks pretty cool. Um, looks very smooth. Uh, the gunplay looks very nice. And then, um, yeah, Two Point uh, Campus, which is the follow-up to Two Point Hospital. It uh, looks like you're going to be running a university of some kind. And um, I'm a big fan of the two-point games, so I'm looking forward to this very much. It looks great. I guess I'm the only one in that regard. That's fine. That's fine. No, no, I'm, I'm also, I was always hyped for it, but it was just kind of, this is, I know that you are like the two-point guy. So I was letting you take the hype for this. Okay, I am the two-point guy. You didn't want to steal your thunder, man. Uh, he, no, it's really nice of you, man. Thank you. Um, and then we got a look at Smite's upcoming DLC, uh, focusing on Stranger Things. Now, I don't know a lot about Smite. I know that it's very popular, and I know that it's a game that I'm never going to play because it doesn't appeal to me, but it's been around for nine years? Yeah. Is that... That's just wild to me. Yeah. I I, I get this, and I think it was Paragon mixed up. I keep right, forgetting yeah. that Smite's even a thing. Um <laughs> But hey, you know, it's getting Stranger Things DLC, which will be a real big boost to the, I'm going to imagine, millions of people that play it hmm. and um, just do it secretly and off Twitter so I never hear about it. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then we got a look at uh, Cock Media's new publishing label, uh, Prime Matter, and they showed off a very cool kind of scissor reel of all the stuff they've got. I think 13 games incoming, um, including Echoes of the End, a codename Final Form, a new painkiller game, and Payday 3. Now, this is pretty awesome. Um, this is, again, one of my highlights. Um, a new painkiller game. Do you remember painkiller? I really do, yes. Man, I can't believe there's a new one coming out. It sounds yeah. like, like the THQ Nordic when they were kind of like hoovering up IPs. It sounds like that that's kind of one of them they should have got or would have got. But I guess, uh, I guess Cock Media beat them to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I think 
people who remember it fondly will be excited about this and people who don't remember it fondly will be like, eh, I'll give it another go because it wasn't ever that bad. Mm. Yeah, kind of a double A, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it well. Uh, Toby Anderson, any highlights from the uh, the prime matter sizzle? Well, the trouble is those, those names came up so fast um, that I can't remember most of what they were. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the ones you mentioned. There's, there was Kingdom Come Deliverance something or other in there. Yep. There was a number of other knight-based, you know, um, you know, chivalry-looking titles as well. And then there was about four logos that came up that looked really science fiction-y, a bit returnal. Um, of game, something, something looked like quite a sort of returnal sort of gameplay. Um, so the four that had quite science fiction-looking logos looked interesting. Um, I don't think I'm interested in the Knights ones very much. But yeah, I mean, as the sizzle reel goes, it was a peak in in what was getting to be a very boring section of a of a stream. Um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give them all a look when they come. You know, when when we get a bit more information from them, hopefully over the next few days. There, yeah. there is a post on the website currently. Go to fingersons.net, which details all twelve of them, including all of the games, legacy cock media games that are going to be uh, moving across to Prime Matter. Um, the the ones that so I've been I went to a preview event for this. Um, the Lost Oracle, um, it w- will definitely be a Toby joint. Okay, uh, this is like it's like an RPG, but um, do you know when you say like choices matter? Um, this is a sci-fi meets fantasy game where you wake up in this like um, kind of stasis tube as other people are being stabbed, and then you find yourself in this weird like fantasy world where quite literally every choice that you make matters in a very vast and deep story. It's not uh, so. For example, one of the examples we were given was like you were in this the prison cell with somebody. And you can let this other person out. Uh, and there are three or four different choices you could do, like pin something on them or leave them there or kill them and take the keys and leave. And every single thing that you do there will have far-reaching implications further into the game. And the, <laughs> the implications were, were, were vast. <laughs> so uh, that one's definitely worth a look. The Chant is another one which looks like Stranger Things, but in a third-person control-esque game and um, i don't think there's any footage of that out right now but the the preview event it looks really great uh, and scars above which is looks like uh, a combination of eternal and dead space yeah i think that's the one i saw gameplay of during that thing and thought i can i can take that one out of the rest of all these other games and know that that's one thing yeah that, that, yeah, that one looked cool, cool. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. only other one that's that i think is really noteworthy is called encased which is set in the, I think it was 1950s, where a company has found a, a city underneath this dome and you basically have to go inside this dome. And it's like a comedy RPG adventure, um, <laughs> but you get like divided into different sectors like uh, the Hunger Games. It, it looks like very, very funny, uh, like a retro-futuristic... Um, yeah, was that like the top-down RPG-looking thing? Yeah, yeah. That one, that one looks um, different than the rest. The rest of them were all kind of, um, you know, they all have the sim- the similar vein, but this one just stood out as because it was it, the the trailer was genuinely funny that I watched. I'm just looking at the list now. There's one called Dolmen as well, which yeah. um, is like an action RPG, sci-fi and Lovecraftian sort of stuff in it. 
Um, that looks, yeah, that one had a, a few sort of very funky looking neon monsters, which looked cool. That, that one, can you remember Mortal Shell? Yeah. Dolman really reminded me of Mortal Shell. So it's got a bit of a Dark Souls sort of a... Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, but also, it didn't look it didn't look as shit as Mortal Shell was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but as a collection of games, like, um, it was... Very a, strong. Pretty, yeah, pretty pretty decent starting lineup. Awesome, yeah. It was a great scissor. Um, be sure to look out for that um, article on the site very, very soon. Um, and then we got an Xbox Game Pass Day 1 game, also coming to PC, called the Anacrusis, which looked like a four-player shooter. Um, it didn't do anything for me. Didn't really look all that great. Did anyone uh, get hyped for that one? No. no. Okay. Uh, the the alien AI looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> didn't it just... It just, just aliens <laughs> just running past you, running into your face. People were shooting them and throwing them off of balconies. I was like, well, they're just cannon fodder shit. It looked crap. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what a game passes me for, though, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I'll it's, try that one for five minutes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it might be fun for half an hour. You never know. Dear, dear. Um, and then uh, we got news that Rocket League is getting more cars from Fast 9 um, on June 17th, if you're still playing Rocket League. Um, and then we got a, final, a first look at uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is a multiplayer game set in the Vampire Masquerade universe. I remember playing Vampire the Masquerade Oh god, what was the last one called? Which uh, one? The, the the last like the double A one that we played earlier this year. Oh, you mean the werewolf one? Yes. Uh, werewolf the the hunter. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the last Vampire the Masquerade one was back on PC, I think. Was that Bloodlines? The first Bloodlines? Yeah, Bloodlines. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is pretty cool. You can go to bloodhunt.com to sign up for the alpha, and it's uh, due for release this year. Anybody going to check it out? Yeah, maybe. If my PC will play it, I will definitely be on it because I'm into the Dark World stuff. So, yeah, yeah. maybe. Cool. Um, and then we got a look at the latest Dark Pictures Anthology game, House of Ashes, which is set in a, looks like a kind of underground tomb full of uh, scary monsters that are attacking uh, soldiers in Iraq. And, uh, yeah, if you're into the uh, the Man of Medan kind of uh, games, looks like that kind of thing. So, yeah, looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. I still haven't played... Um, Man of Eden, whichever one the last one was. But I know that um, I know they've got a big audience. So, uh, yeah, well, going to be worth checking out. Um, and then Tales of Arise uh, was revealed, got a shiny trailer. Uh, Tobes, this is your area. <laughs> um, I, I labelled this, oh, the first thing I actually want. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we've seen Tales of Arise already. Um, it looks like a nice, you know, sort of more grown-up version of the Tales games. Um, there are still things in there that I can see, like that is really Tales-style stuff, mm. which is a little annoying, and you know, hopefully it will be a bit more grown-up and uh, and different. But the battle system looks great. Um, the you know the um, graphic style looks great. Um, so yeah, I hope it is a, a return to form, because, I mean, apart from the last Tales game, um, Berseria, which, which was relatively good, they had a little patch of two or three that weren't that great. Um, so the Bandai Namco's had a, a you know a good look at that and, and rejigged it and released something a bit different. Looks cool. Cool. So, um, and then we got the announcement that Sky Children of Light is Children of the Light. Excuse me, is coming to Switch on June 29th. And then we got a look at a game called Planet of Lana uh, by Thunderfall, which is coming to Xbox and PC in 2022. Um, this hand painted 2D game, which was my highlight of the entire thing. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't know if uh, anyone else agrees, but damn. 
Yeah, this was nice. Um, so like a watercolor 2D, um, a bit like an Ori sort of a game, but with yeah. people. Uh, yeah, it looked really nice. And it's like, it had this nice watercolor world. It was very natural. But then at the same time, it was definitely being invaded by some kind of sci-fi influence. There were some robots in the background. There were some missiles getting, you know, falling to earth and things. Um, yeah, it looks it looks right up my street as well. Very cool. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it looks like a colorful um, inside or you know limbo right yeah yeah maybe yeah so i'm i'm, I'm in for that yeah sweet and then we got a uh, a quick update on overwatch 2 again something that probably could have been an email um essentially they announced um what are they what are they write down less players more cosmetics great uh sean you weren't happy about this no no i would i just felt like uh, it's just a waste of time. I just, I just wish people. If you, I know that people have been asking for time on this thing, and they want to put their games forward. But if you've literally got nothing to say other than here are skins for your game, and we are taking one player out of the team, it just feels like a complete waste of everyone's time. And they give it so much time, and it's like Overwatch. When I, I went to the first playable demo of Overwatch, and the the kind of mythology that was laid out there is not what they, they show today with skins and animations. You know, it was all about gameplay the first time I saw it, and uh, this isn't what that was today. That was look what you can buy, and uh, yeah. I can't believe they're putting it in a whole new game just to drop a player out of a team. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to go down too well. I'll have to check the Twitter a little bit later, see what the situation is. Um, and then we got a look at a D&D game called Dark Alliance, which Jeff Keighley was playing with um, a wrestler and a comedian, I think, and one of the developers. Uh, I don't know. didn't do anything for me. Did it get any of you excited? This is the, this is the point where I started not even being able to identify different games. <laughs> like th- This game looked like three others that had already come up. I, I can't remember the title of it. Even now that you've said it, I can't remember what you just said. It's got, <laughs> it's so forgettable. If if I wanted to watch a Let's Play, I'd go to YouTube and just type in Let's Play. I didn't watch this to watch Jeff Keighley and other people play a game. Just saying. No, I agree. Yeah, not feeling it. Um, and then we got a look at Paladins. Again, another massive um, online game. Um, it's got a DLC incoming called Genlock, which is out in July. And then Monster Hunter Stories, which is coming to Switch on July the 9th. Uh, yeah, I, we, me and Greg played a lot of Monster Hunter World um, a year or two back and Iceborne and things. Um, Monster Hunter Stories is interesting because it's got a story, like a proper story, like an RPG story, um, which looks like they take one of the monsters from Monster Hunter World and um, flesh it out a lot and give it all sorts of extra characters. To me, it looks like sort of Grandia, like Grandia 2 and things from, from PS2 and really early PS3 days. It looks nice. Like It's really simple graphics, but it's very nice graphics. Um, and I just hope the story is worth playing, really. Um, we've seen almost nothing of what the um, battle system might be, though. Um, so there's still more to come on that one. Okay, cool. Uh, Sean, what do you reckon on Monster Hunter? You are going to be born. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a great <laughs> quote. <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. Oh, Please, can you, uh, Toby, can you film that, saying that to your unborn child? Yeah. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> just thinking, that's what I can say now. So, my wife's belly like you are soon to be born boy <laughs> <laughs> you will lead millions 
Um, now, a little while back, um, it was announced that Weezer were going to play the Summer Game Fest, and we said to Toby, who confused him with Weezer, to review the Weezer performance. Oh, God. And <laughs> now is the time. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> what oh, you, dear. What, what so did you make of Weezer? So I'll, I'll bring it down first. It was, what, four really old blokes um, singing slightly out of tune. Um, and I really, really didn't like it. <laughs> the song was not good. Um, I also listened to quite a lot of previous Weezer stuff. Um, there was a couple of good ones, especially on the most recent album, but I did not like it. The further I, the further I went back, the more I did not like it. Um, so mm. I'm sorry, the Blue album, the stuff that you guys remember from the 90s is probably the worst stuff I could find. Um, oh. But hey, hey, it's not my, it's not my bag. <laughs> My if Sean wants to review this, it will be a different flavor completely. Well, I just I needed your opinion on that specific performance, <laughs> and it was uh, you can throw good. me out of the chat if you want. <laughs> I'm a, I, I know like the passage of time and stuff, but they have really aged. Yeah, we have. Really... <laughs> what was the guitar? The guitarist looked like he was from like U two. He's like another ten or fifteen years on top of the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And why did they have a keyboard set up? There was no one standing there. Never mind. Okay, well, there you I go. There is a gentleman. Yeah, I noticed it straight away. I was like, oh, that's weird. Are they going to do another song? I don't know, but they didn't. So, what do you think go. of the other song? The um, There was a song from Japanese Breakfast a bit earlier on, wasn't there? Yeah, I love that. That was really nice. Hmm. Yeah, from uh, Sabre, which uh, is coming to the Steam Gen Fest or something at some point. Probably. This, this weekend to see more. Yeah, Sabre looked lovely. The, the song was nice. So, uh, yeah, all good. Not as good as the Sonic uh, Symphony, though. Come on. Sean, what did you think of uh, Wheatus? <laughs> Look, I'm just going to put myself on mute for a couple of minutes because I'm genuinely, genuinely seething. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to um, Endless Dungeon, which got itself a um, a rather nice trailer. This looked really uh, dull and generic. I don't know if I'm the only one who thought that. Nope. Yeah, again, I couldn't have told you the title of that game. We needed an end to that dungeon. <laughs> they, yeah. they all could have been called Endless Dungeon. Like There was <laughs> about six or seven games that looked like that. Yeah, yeah, including the last one. But we'll um, and then we got an announcement that uh, 2B from uh, Nier is coming to Fall Guys, which is just the weirdest crossover I've, I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is Fall Guys. It's got Doom and... All kinds of different stuff in there now. It's you know, it's just whatever's popular. At least no one's going to be looking up the, the skirt of said bean people. It's true. like looking up the skirt of Mr. Blobby, isn't it? <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> blobby, 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 <laughs> blobby, blobby, blobby. Yeah. Uh, um, th- there's a there's a weirder one that was that was the other day, which was um, was it Fortnite had a character called Kelsia from the Mistborn novel series oh uh, yeah like from a novel like that's just really out there i mean i know those novels but not not many people are going to know those novels mm, yeah apparently um donald mustard the guy who runs Fortnite, is a is a good friend with the author brandon so, brandon sanderson must have gone hey man can you put my dude in Fortnite?" and he's gone yeah <laughs> why not Very right weird. next to rick and morty fuck's sake yeah. <laughs> the guy um the author of that did write the Infinity Blade games. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, yeah. On uh, mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I suppose you might have a bit of a game connection. But yeah, we don't have a Mistborn game yet, so that was a weird crossover. Indeed. 
Um, it was announced today that Harry Kane is coming to Fortnite. Ugh. Harry Kane? Is he a footballer? He's a footballer, Toby, yes. Okay. Of all... <laughs> who is, who I was like, I don't guy? know who this is. <laughs> who was who the other footballer that was alongside him? Uh, Roos. Yeah. Jesus. Ronaldo. No, not Ronaldo. It's only Neymar that's currently in there as well as a footballer. I like that you just said Ronaldo. You said Ronaldo out loud. <laughs> you just said that because you know there's like five Brazilian players. <laughs> but it's the Euros, Toby. Yeah, the Euros. They're starting soon, aren't they? Euros. Yeah, well, whatever they are. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's move on quickly. Um, and then we got an announcement that Deviation Games is teaming up with PlayStation to create a new AAA IP confirmed by Herman Holst on Twitter. Um, as Toby said, that was about five minutes of nothing at all. But yay, it's... new AAA IP coming to PlayStation. Way. Yeah, that 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 really annoyed me, that section. <clears throat> I was literally, each time they opened their mouths, I was waiting for actual information. And I got, we've built a team. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about the game? We have a big, new, innovative IP. Yeah, but <laughs> could you tell us what the game actually is? We partnering with so- Sony. Oh, just ah, uh, nothing, nothing. I don't know what that game is. It could be a shooter, could be dog shit, could be anything. Well, it's a PlayStation uh, AAA IP, so it's going to be a third person adventure. But that game. could still be anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a third person action adventure game. If it's, if, are they from? Um, they're from Black Ops and stuff, aren't they? So, in, yeah. in theory, it could have been a shooter. That's what I was expecting. But oh yeah, that was five minutes of these are my best mates who I know, and I'm giving them <laughs> extra airtime they do not need. They've got nothing to tell me. Yeah, Keely does that a lot, doesn't he? Jesus. Gets his mates on. Uh, Sean, are you excited for this new AAA IP? <laughs> Absolutely. I am on the edge of my seat wanting to see whatever this is. <laughs> the, the only thing I wanted to comment on this is it, it's just nice to hear a couple of British voices on, on this whole show. True. Yeah, I give them that. Like, you know, he's a bit more diversity, you know. Yeah, their studio is based in Los Angeles, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah, but that, I mean, they you know, you could take the boy out of the UK, but you can't take the UK out of the boy, can you? Yeah, they probably from, brew tea every day. He said, yeah. he, he said, uh, from soup to nuts, which I bet has never yes. been said before in the summer game. Fest. <laughs> I bet Jeff Keeley's like googling that right now. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah, that was a that was a weird, weird announcement. But then we got a look at Back for Blood. Uh, there's a PvP showcase coming on June the 12th. Battle for Blood still on track to release on October 12th. If you do want to get your Left 4 Dead fix, it's coming uh, in a few months. There wasn't really a lot to kind of see. It was just more Battle for Blood. We got a look at some of the monsters. Yay! It was great. Um, and then we got a look at Tunic, which is just like Zelda, but you're a little fox. I assume this is a Toby joint. It looks like a Toby joint. See, you, you'd think that, but I'm just not finding it very inspiring at the moment. But it's, you it's, play as a fox. I know, you play as a fox, and I knew about this game about a year about a year ago, but I've just never seen anything that's very interesting. It's all right. Yeah, but he has a tail. It's just all right. All over that's it. Th- yeah, I mean, <laughs> I give you the fact that it's a fox makes it just, you know, it, that bumps it up just an extra bit, but nah, it's not showing me anything innovative at all yet. No, see, this is just Toby hmm. trying to distance himself from the furry thing. You know, I, I'm not in, I'm not into chicory because of the anthropomorphic dog. And I'm not into tunic because of the anthropomorphic fox. It's fine. Yeah, too, I don't want to be typecast. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. This I won't will men- be absolutely your game though. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're reviewing this for sure. All right. I won't. Um. I won't mention the fact that as soon as that trailer was over, Toby DM me and said, "Get me a code for that immediately." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then we had a look at Tribes of Midgard, which is coming to PS4 on July 27th. Um, now, this doesn't look like my jam, but it does look like the jam of one Mr. Sean Davies. So uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I just, I think it looked fun. You know, I think it looked like a, a lot of, like Vikings is very hot right now. And it just looked like a lot of other games distilled into something a little bit more fun and streamlined. It didn't look like mm. it was going to be too overbearing, like something I could drop in and drop out of. And there was big giants to fight. And I'm always, you know, I'm all about fighting those big giants. So quite. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. If anyone else is, just uh, let me know on Twitter and uh, we'll start a small <laughs> gang, small tribe of, of Midgard. <laughs> yeah. Sean really wants to play that game. So uh, please find anyone out there that wants to play Trials of Midgard with him. Let us know. Thanks. Um, and then we got to look at Evil Dead, the game which, uh, again, didn't do anything for me at all. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a big fan of the films, but this looked this looked terrible. I don't know if it was just me. Uh, Toby, did you get excited about Evil Dead? Um, I, th- I thought this one looked okay. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the f- films, but I, li- I liked them enough. Um, there's, there's some cool moves you can do. I quite liked the shotgun on his shoulder that he was just, he was flicking that out with, the, with you know, in less than a second at certain points, which is kind of fun. Um, and shovels to the neck and things. There's just some good moves that were, were demonstrated. But the actual gameplay, I mean, the actual, you know, what you're doing as a co-op group, you know, just against monsters. I mean, that again, mm-hmm. there were about four of those in this. You know, that's back for blood. That's, um, you know, there's a, there's a number of them out and I just find them all meld into one. The only reason I can tell that this is Evil Dead is because of the main guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sean? It just looked like Friday the 13th and um, it looked like Dead by Daylight, so yeah. you know it, those games are they have an audience, and Dead by Daylight is just going from strength to strength. I don't understand why this isn't just DLC for one of those games, but if it's going to be its own game, that's fine as long as they don't try and charge me like fifty quid for it because I actually would like to play it because mm-hmm. big fan of uh, The Evil Dead. But uh, we'll see. Don't worry. Depends what price it is. Depends on whether I'm excited by that trailer or not. I think there is already Evil Dead stuff for Dead by Daylight. I'll have to chat with Kat, because Kat will know. Kat is our resident Dead by Daylight expert. And then, to finish this thing off, we finally got a look at that game that's never coming out. Or is it? That you don't think exists? It doesn't exist. It's not real. How can it be? It's impossible. George R. Martin doesn't finish things. (laughs) Uh, We got our first proper gameplay trailer for Elden Ring. And Jeff Keighley was very excited about it. My goodness me. Um, I'm going to throw this one over to Toby. Was was that trailer worth waiting the entire show for? <laughs> um, so uh, d- just before I say about the trailer, that moment that Jeff Keighley actually got interested in something and actually seemed to have enthusiasm that was genuine was actually like, oh, it just that got my heart just slightly. I was like, oh, there is a real person in there somewhere. <laughs> He's been so robotic the entire time and so sort of, capitalist fake and uh, i was like nah. and then just that tiny bit i was like oh no he really is excited about Elden ring um so yes i think it was worth waiting the whole show for it there was a, a big old lull in that show in the in the at the uh, halfway point and i was almost falling asleep um but then came Elden ring and yes that looks absolutely astonishing when compared to the rest of what was shown um so much better designed so much more creativity and innovation in there there was interesting dialogue being spouted out and stuff that you could tell probably George R. Martin wrote. There was a, a wolf man about halfway through who was howling off the edge of a cliff and he looked like the best designed enemy 
of the entire night of all the games shown. Um, there were bosses in there that will be absolutely, you know, classic bosses in a year or two's time when we've watched, actually played it and everyone's, you know, written their guides to death and all that kind of stuff. There are some brilliant, brilliant things in there. We saw most of the trailers, the, you know, the two sort of um, uh, leaked trailers with all the watermarks over them. There were definite shots out of those with the, 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 um, the horse running towards the other carriage and the, the two guys, the two massive uh, giants pulling the carriage as well. Those were all shown in that. Oh, okay. So we can confirm that was actually footage from... Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. There was quite a few bits that were definitely in that um, watermarked footage before. Um, and yeah, I think the absolute highlight is your um, spirit horse with horns who can you can flip your arm up somehow and he'll just be there and he sort of jumped onto thin air and then it was a horse um, and he can dive up cliffs in a single bound, which looked absolutely amazing. So, yeah, I'll be riding that horse a lot. I hope there's some bosses. It looked like there was two or three bosses where you actually are on your horseback as well. So, yeah, it looked well worth the wait. It was really nice to see someone get actually enthusiastic about a game. And um, I can't wait to see more over the course of the next six months before that comes out on January 21st, 2022. Yeah, we'll see. Six months away. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, Roscoe don't believe that either. Yeah, whatever. I didn't believe the game existed until now. That's a date for something else. <laughs> it's not going to be Elden Ring. Uh, Sean, what did you make of the uh, Elden Ring footage? I'm just happy for everyone that will enjoy this game. Exactly the same as me. Yeah. I'm happy for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it did absolutely nothing for me. But um, I'm just happy that everybody who wanted it got it. because. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of Eurogent games um, because I've seen these, you know, like the, remember like, like Focus Home used to do like, I think it was Elix and all these other, there were so many little aspects of this, that trailer that was like, I'm getting the spine tingling thing on the back of my neck going, this is going to be shit. But, you know, uh, I'm sure that Francis Bear are going to deliver the same way they always do. It's just that this, the, the particular aesthetic they've gone for with this one just reminds me of so many, like Risen and the the what they were called the the one that's getting a, a remake. Anyway, it's it just reminds me of them Euro giant games that they just are perfect for what they are. Just just not a triple A from software game, and uh, I hope beyond hope that it doesn't turn into one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't think it will. I think it'll be fine. Um, I, you know, I, I don't play this genre, so I don't really have a kind of a, a horse um, in this race, so to speak. Not even but a magical spirit horse. Not even a magical spirit horse. I'm sorry, man. But I know, you know Toby's going to be hyped and Greg's going to be hyped for it. So that's fine. That's cool. I really hope that it comes out as good as everyone wants it to be, because this is one of the most hyped games of the year. And so if it lives up to that, hype and expectation then it's going to be amazing and um i'm really looking forward to hearing what people think of it particularly uh toby who this time last year wouldn't even probably wouldn't have even cared about a born game or a souls game of such a of such mighty um yeah no it's true i've gone on a bit of a journey indeed those but it i I think it looked like um bloodborne and and sekiro it had 
you know, it, it might need to be slightly, um, what's the word, like the, the edges cleaned up a bit and finished off. But yeah, I think it had a very bloodborne sort of look to it. I mean, it must be nearly done, surely, if it's January. Six months away, yeah. I mean, it looked very nearly done, but mm. I, I can see I can see where Sean's coming from. But no, I'm, I'm not getting the sort of Elix vibe and things. I'm getting the Bloodborne vibe. Sure. I mean, it looked to me, because I remember watching, you know, I was kind of soaking in PS5 content around the time of the launch. And I was watching a Demon Souls playthrough. And it just reminded me of, it reminded me of that. And it reminded me of, you know, the first few levels in Bloodborne. So these games really do have an aesthetic that they like to stick to. Is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think Elden Ring is going to... Swooping capes and, mm. you know, squiggly eyes and snaky bits coming off of everything. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks exactly what, I guess, the fans of that would want. And so, perfect. Bring it on. January 22nd. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, my God, we actually did go through everything. That was the uh, the Summer Game Fest uh, 2021 on uh, on tonight. It was, you know, a mixed bag of stuff, but there's stuff in there that we all want to play. We'll be back on Saturday to cover the Ubisoft Forward Conference and back on Sunday to talk Xbox and Bethesda and Square Enix, if we can squeeze it in. And then, of course, on Tuesday, we will get together to talk everything E3 in our full review of the last few days. Very exciting stuff to come though hopefully and if this is an indication of the random kind of content that we're going to get we should be okay and very much looking forward to ubisoft to microsoft and to the nintendo direct so bring it on so until then it is goodbye from toby anderson Sayonara. it's goodbye from mr sean davies doodles and it's goodbye from me i've been roscoe we'll see you soon on the finger guns podcast